Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Lovely to have you with me. So if you've just discovered the podcast, where have you been? And if you are a regular listener, then thank you so much for helping me spread the word far and wide about this podcast. And you're certainly making the figures stack up. Um, it's amazing how many people are now following by the looks and we have you from all over the world. I don't think there's a corner of the country, of the globe, should I say, that we haven't had some listeners from. So it is really heartening to know that at least this information is getting into the hands of the people who need it the most. That'll be you. So um, what can I tell you? Yeah, um, if you're new to the podcast, then as you'll probably not be aware, um, I cover a variety of subjects, including English as a second language and advanced English. So I'm not going to be going over um, basics for you. It really is putting you through your paces and that is a nice idiom. Um, what I try to do is speak at a rate that is native and isn't really going to um, baby you. That's a word that's an interesting expression. If we baby somebody, it means like we treat them really carefully and perhaps we are a little bit uh, more patient or kinder, shall we say. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm patient and kind. <laughs> But what I mean um, when I say I'm not going to baby you, I'm not going to slow everything down like this, okay? Because that's not realistic. Um, in my coaching sessions, as well as the podcasts, and when I speak as well to people directly, um, I always make a habit of going at a usual pace. And as you can hear, I'm running words together because that's what native speakers do. Um, <clears throat> you know, for example, we might say gonna and wanna and gotta. Okay, instead of want to, got to, have to, it's have to, you know, have to. If you listen to it, I have to go to the movies, right? Okay, not I have to go to the movies. So, <clears throat> you know, what I'm trying to do here is give you a direct experience of what it's like. So this is what you can expect from me. And also in our coaching sessions, if you want to get a masterclass coaching session with me one-to-one, um, that's great. Um, do check me out. You can go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. I don't do a lot of direct coaching these days. Um, I am kind of reducing my schedule because of my health issues. And also because I just really am now at a stage in my life where I want to give everything I know away as freely as I can out there on the podcast. So it's taking most of my time and of course my blogs as well. I'm really trying to work on developing courses and trying to assist as many people as I can for as long as I possibly can to get this information. Um, you know, so it's difficult, shall we say, you can get bookings with me, but let's just see whether our schedules match and whether it's going to be the right option for you. You can, however, pick up the IELTS tasks and the OET tasks. Um, I offer writing and speaking tasks. Now that service, again, you can find that on eslbusinessenglishexperts.com, will enable you to pick up 10 tasks from me. Um, or we can design something specifically for you. And it doesn't matter, even if it's not IELTS you want to do or OET, you can still practice your writing and speaking with me without an appointment. The way it works is simple. You just pop onto the website, purchase it, and then tell me specifically what you are wanting to practice. So if you've purchased the 10 speaking tasks, then what you do, if it's IELTS, is that you'll practice the cue cards that I give to you, or you can select for yourself, and then you record your spoken responses and then upload them and send them to me via file transfer service. And then I listen back to it and critique it, give you my feedback, 
and then you get the correction from me by return. So this is something you can do at your own pace in your own time and it's much easier than trying to perhaps in a busy schedule, you know, fit in a meeting with me directly. Now, the other thing to mention is it's the same for the writing. So if you have writing that you want to perfect or maybe you are practicing for the IELTS tasks, both academic and general, I can assist you there too. Similar thing applies. Basically, you purchase the tasks from my website and then you can complete the cue card or the different tasks at hand in your own time and we send them backwards and forwards between ourselves so that you can see the corrections and how a native speaker would actually have dealt with those essays. And I'm also going to give you critique and feedback in a nice way about your higher level vocabs that you could be using to assist yourself, okay? So this is really important for you if you're going to study for your IELTS or the OET, but you can also use it for your business writing as well, okay? So today, let me speak to you more now about Indian speakers. Hello everybody from India. I've got lots of Indian students I've worked with in the past and it's always a pleasure to work with you. I have to say that every student I work with is a delight because you're individual, right? And it's always lovely to meet new people and to help you with your specific issues. Remember this, that what I do is personalized to you. So it isn't a one size fits all approach. So if you do master classes with me, you get a very personalized um, say assistance yeah for your specific issues so we listen to what's going on and then we tailor something very unique for you okay so my indian speakers you're all individuals but clearly there are standard things that all indian speakers i first work with seem to have a trouble with so let's talk about some of those things right the big one the big one that is coming up a lot is differences with pronunciations clearly every different nationality has their own specific words or letters and sounds that are challenging for my indian speakers okay we tend to find that the v sound okay like for very okay and the w sound the what sound for whiskey get switched around okay so we can hear a lot of problems there so we might have something like saying i went outside becomes I vent outside and got very vet. Okay, so wet, vet, okay, it becomes vet. So it can get confusing to say the least if you're switching those sounds around. This also happens a lot with my Turkish speakers as well. It's not uncommon for this to happen with a, you know many different nationalities. But certainly for my Indian speakers, this one is a challenge. So what we got to do is have you enunciating and, pronun and pronouncing those words and the sounds in the right way. So it's a case of practicing. I'm afraid to say there's no simple way to get around this. Practice makes perfect. So when you're saying very, okay, as in very good, okay, we really want you to feel as though the V sound is vibrating in your mouth, okay? Um, and you can do this by holding your hand on your throat as well. So if you just put your hand on your throat, and when you say very, you should feel your voice box really vibrate underneath your hand. If you're not saying very, if you're going another way, well, if you're making another sound, shall we say, it won't vibrate as much, simple as that. So that is the acid test. That's a nice idiom for you to check out. Are you sounding those sounds correctly, phonetically or not? Okay, so really pro uh, focus on those and try to do lots of tongue twisters. Okay, it is an excellent way for you to practice saying things at speed and getting the pronunciations right. Make sure you do 10 minutes every day. 28 days is enough to build a new habit, okay? 
and record yourself and listen back because when you're practicing or even when you're speaking with a tutor or coach or just you know to a friend you're not conscious of how you're sounding so we want you to record yourself so then you can play it back and observe yourself as a third party is then you will notice yes <laughs> all of that stuff you probably don't want to see and the cringing about that's a lovely word if you cringe any ideas yeah it's like oh i don't want to look right that's cringing right so if it's a bit cringeworthy and that's a nice expression if it's cringeworthy it means oh my goodness no right if it's a cringeworthy uh, performance then you know what you need to do to improve it next time around just work on that 10 minutes every day and you should find you get an increase and usually dramatically so after 28 days so that's the first thing the other thing my indian speakers um sometimes have a trouble with is you have a lovely sound right okay a lot of my um, Indian speakers, um, it's almost like a lilting sound when you speak, a very sing-song, shall we say, sing-song approach, okay? Because of the way that Hindi, um, in particular, and other languages, they kind of work in that way. It's very melodic, right? You have a lovely language, okay? But here's the thing, too much melody with English can make it hard for people to actually follow you. Um, it is something that comes up a lot with other nationalities when I coach them. They struggle with their listening when it comes to working with some of their Indian counterparts. This is something that I know you're all aware of because many of you, my Indian students, come to me saying, you've got to help me because my colleagues at work just don't seem to be able to understand what I'm saying to them. So it is something that you're aware of. I'm aware of it too. We're all aware of it in different ways because we all have different things as nationalities that we do, all right? Like my Turkish students do something else that confuses the Indian speakers. It's kind of funny. We all confuse each other. Even I confuse myself. So, you know, hey, as I say, nobody gets away without having something that doesn't quite work. But the key is, is that we've got to help you sound a little bit clearer so that your colleagues do understand you and you can actually feel confident in what you're saying. So here's the thing. What I'd like you to do is try to find somebody you really admire, a native English speaker. It can be, you know, any accent you like, really. But the point is this, I'd like you to try and copy them. So use YouTube as your friend or there are other video platforms out there if you don't like YouTube or, you know, watch something on television or a film, but try to do 10 minutes. And what I want you to do is active coaching. So remember, everything I suggest here is active. It is not passive. So that means I don't want you just sat watching a movie or a documentary for 10 minutes or even an hour and just letting it wash over you. What I'd like you to do is use a pen and paper because that's been proven to help your memory uh, work exceptionally well. Um, if you use a tablet to punch in um, on a screen, it doesn't help lay down the neural circuits for memory and learning in the same way as using a pen and paper. Our brains just haven't evolved and adapted yet for that. So pen and paper or pencil and paper. And then what I'd like you to do is listen to that talk and hear what and how they are saying things. So make a note of their vocab. So make a list of the new vocab. And also, I would like you to try and write down if you can, whether you think they sound, uh, are they up and down? Are they going up and down when they speak like that? Okay, all right. Are they flat? Are they just speaking more monotone like this and they aren't really going anywhere with their voice, which is enough to put everybody to sleep, right? So if you're watching somebody like that, I'm so sorry. How do they sound? Do they pause? Do they take long breaths? Do they take their time? Because as you can hear, 
when we speak like that, it kind of makes things a little bit different, right? So experiment with how you want to sound and play with it. But your job is to try and match or emulate that kind of pattern. Don't go into the sing-song really kind of expressive pattern that many Indian speakers fall into. Because that's coupled with, we say, mispronunciation of some of the phonetic sounds. The two together can sometimes cause huge confusion with how you are being heard by the other native or non-native speakers using English as a second language. So that is the second thing that my Indian speakers struggle with. The third thing I have to say, and it isn't, it isn't just for Indian speakers, it's not isolated to you, all of you struggle with confidence. Yeah. Um, many of you are concerned that you aren't going to be able to make the right impression, so you're worried that you're going to sound strange or people will laugh at you or whatever. And as I've said in other podcasts, really, I don't care what other people think of you, neither should you. The fact of the matter that you're trying to deal with a very difficult language and doing a good job of it is amazing in its own right. And you should be proud of yourselves, because I certainly am. Every student I work with, I'm proud of just your abilities to try with a very tricky language. It's so confusing. I mean, half of the words don't even sound as they're written. Um, you know, <laughs> Some of our words have several different meanings and are written slightly differently depending on what it is. You know, context is everything. Oh my goodness, the list could go on, right? So be proud of your efforts and don't let anybody, even if people do perhaps make a comment or a strange look at you or whatever, ignore, 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 okay? It's a case of having to put your big suit of armour on and just let their comments or their impressions of you bounce off, okay? Try to look at it from another point of view. Maybe they're looking at you strangely because they'd like to sound as good as you. Try to reframe it in your mind, but whatever you do, do not let other people's judgement of you drag you down or drag you away from what you're trying to achieve. You see, the fact of the matter is, the more that you practice, the better you're going to sound and become. So that's really important for you to bear that in mind, okay? And the only way you're going to grow that confidence is by getting out there and speaking. Just open your mouth, do the best that you can. If mistakes happen, as they surely will, because they happen to me too, all right? then you just laugh. You just try to make a joke of it if possible. And if not, just move on. Try not to dwell on it. That's a lovely word. To dwell is to like live there and kind of, you know, a dwelling is a house. I think I've said this in another podcast before. But um, to dwell on something means to really spend too much time overthinking it and criticising yourself and condemning yourself for, I can't believe I said that. Oh my goodness, why have I said that? Oh my God. Because that just distracts you from the rest of your conversation. Let it go. You've done it. It's happened. Move on. Okay, so these are my top uh, aspects, shall I say, of what I've noticed with my Indian speakers and also how to fix them for yourselves. Okay, um, the other area that Indian speakers do struggle with at times, many of my Indian students have some problems with too short sentences. Okay, so this is a challenge again, not just for Indian speakers, but speaking in very short, sharp bursts, not expanding your sentence. So if I asked you, um, for example, did you have a busy day at work? What did you do at work today? Okay, most most Indian speakers would just say, not bad, it was busy. Or not bad, it was quiet. But they won't expand, okay? Now, is that you? Do you not expand your sentences? Remember that in English, it's a very expressive language. You've got loads of these different words that drive you all crazy for a reason, because we really articulate deeply 
at a level that is more than perhaps other languages and um, what specifically happens so for example if someone asks me that as a native speaker i might say yeah it was a really busy day in fact fantastically so and um, the first thing i did this morning i had loads of podcasts to line up and schedule to go out and then i had uh, plenty of emails to respond to from different listeners and inquiries um, then I had to take a bit of a nap and a lie down because my energy was plummeting and that's always a problem. So I've got to look after my health. Following that, I went outside for a little bit of a walk to try and get some fresh air, but I absolutely hammered it down with rain. Um, and then I had to rush back um, and get out of the tropical storm and then do more podcasting. So you can see what I'm saying. We don't just say, yes, it was a busy day <laughs> or no, it was quiet, right? we give a lot of information and if you don't if you don't do that normally i know that might feel a bit strange to do but try to do it try to expand your answers and listen to the linking words i used following that after that you know in the afternoon later on so two hours later whatever it is we use different ways to move people through that conversation okay all right so look, I'm going to leave this podcast here for now. I hope that has helped you if you're an Indian speaker. These are the top areas that you guys and girls tend to struggle with. So try to follow the, the steps and suggestions I've given to you there. Remember, 10 minutes every day is better than no minutes at all. And it's actually better than doing five hours crammed into two or three times a week. All right. I'd rather you spaced it nicely. And then that way you're going to feel comfortable and happier and celebrate your success and build your strengths consistently okay if this has helped please let other people know about the podcast if it hasn't please let me know because i need to know all right also do keep messaging in with your questions and suggestions and the ones that are coming up the most regularly i will do a podcast for please if you would like to sponsor a podcast consider doing so the links are all down below also sign up to my newsletter and don't forget you get what you believe in. So believe in yourselves, okay? Keep going. And if you made a bit of a mess of your English today, it's no big deal, right? Tomorrow's another day. You can try again. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.